Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are the 19096 Podcast. I'm John. He is Rick. Say hi, Rick. Hello, John. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. We are officially a Verizon oh. commercial. But this podcast yes, I is, am. Yes, I am. This podcast is not sponsored by Verizon. We are two lifelong Eagles fans, and this is a deep dive into our world of Eagles fandom. Uh, and for the record, neither one of us have ever thrown a snowball at Santa Claus. <laughs> yes, this is- we may or may not. We may or may not have thrown a snowball at Jimmy Johnson, but that's a completely different story. That's for another another episode. Um, yes. This is a football podcast, but it's not strictly football. It's just mostly football. But yes, there's lots of football podcasts out there. Uh, but to understand what we are, it's probably better, easier to say what we are not. We aren't X's and O's. We are not a betting show. We aren't fantasy football. No mock drafts. No power rankings. No game film review. We leave that to Chris Sims and his dad. Yes, we are two knuckleheads, but we don't yell at each other. And lastly, one thing we will never do is make predictions. Why? Because there's really no repercussions, so we're not really kind of sticking our necks out there at all. So what's the point? <laughs> exactly. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that, oh, uh, Brother John. Thank you, Brother Rick. Uh, any uh, opening observations for, for this week? Oh, I've, I've got a lot to talk about. Did a bunch of research, a bunch of numbers. Oh, right. yeah. You're a numbers guy. That's right. I, I forgot about that. I'm a that. numbers guy. I'm a, I'm a STEM guy. Um, we are on uh, every Wednesday live, 5.30 Pacific, 8.30 Eastern. Rick, what time is that in Nashville? Uh, that is 7.30. 7.30 in Nashville. Um, I was thinking about this you know, before we kind of got started. I was like, you know what? I do actually have a little bit of a, a – and I wanted to ask you this, Rick, and I don't think I've, I definitely haven't asked you this. Do you have a pre-show ritual that you follow before you kind of get on every night? Uh, before the show or before the game? Before the show. I just, you know, brush up uh, on my numbers, jot some ideas down, interesting facts and right. figures that I'd like to uh, share with the world. And what Got about it. you, John? Yeah, so the, the, the thing I've noticed so far about three weeks now, and um, it's uh, drink a Diet Coke and go to the bathroom. Uh, it's the two things I do. And I actually just got in trouble. That's why it kind of just occurred to me because – I got a Diet Coke through the uh, McDonald's drive-thru, and uh, I did not ask our executive producer if she wanted one, so I would I uh, paid the price. Anyway, that's not why we're here today. Oh, uh, let's uh, you know the Eagles um, evidently were kidnapped and replaced with uh, another team this past week. Uh, they played the Lions, and they almost pitched a shutout. That is correct. Uh, you know, the headline for me from the Lions game is. Hey, John, at least we're not Lions fans. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Lions, they are bad. Yes. With a a- across, a- across the board. And the one thing I kind of looked at actually was, and I kind of knew this in my heart of hearts, because uh, I thought about the Eagles too, right? It's like, what other team has done as bad in drafting in the first round as the, uh, uh, as the Eagles? And the answer to your question is the Lions. And I went back and looked at all their first round draft picks. And like since the eighties, it was, they've had like two. So basically Megatron and Sue and like, that's it. Everyone else is like, I don't say categorical bust, but 
darn near close, which just goes back to like, you know, the Eagles, I think are realizing this too. If you don't, if you don't draft well in the first round or two, then you're toast. You're at yeah. a and, uh, disadvantage. Yeah. That's yeah, the other score up. of uh, this past week's game. Um, Hey John, this just in, I think the Eagles just scored again. Oh my God. It's 57 to six now. 51 to six, 51 to six. Close. Um, yeah, so let's jump in. Uh, yeah, the, so the Lions game. Um, yes, go for it. You know, the our Eagles team decided to run the ball. 236 yards on 46 attempts. That is huge. Um, we had 19 rushing first downs. So, in essence, half the time we rushed the ball, we got a first down. I'm not a huge football yeah. strategist, but those are some good numbers. Yeah, I and I, you know, I noticed another pattern too. Um, I looked at the rush attempts percentage uh, of play selection for uh, for the Eagles the past, you know, since the start of the season. So this is basically what percentage of the time they ran the ball versus passing the ball on an offensive play. So Atlanta, they ran the ball forty six percent of the time. They won. San Francisco, they ran the ball fifty two percent of the time. They lost. Dallas, here's where we just it just gets ugly. Dallas, 23% of the time, loss. KC, 27% of the time, loss. Here's the, uh, the, the fly in the ointment as far as this goes. Carolina, they ran it 36% of the time. They've won, but Carolina's just, you know, uh, you know, whatever. We won't get into that. We already talked about that. Go back and look at episode three. Uh, yeah, whatever the Carolina episode. episode is. Oh, it's called Did We Win? Because I wasn't sure if we won. I'll be honest. <laughs> after that game, they played so bad in the first half. The Eagles didn't. Or the Eagles yeah. did, that is. Tampa Bay. You know, four, it's amazing. Yeah. When, we, when we run the ball a lot and we only have two penalties, we win the game. Yeah. Tampa Bay, 40% of the time, loss. Las Vegas, 47, 47% of the time, loss. Detroit, 74% of the offensive snaps were running plays. I I think I honestly firmly believe that they someone kidnapped Sirianni and just stuck a, a weird looking imposter in there and you know found a corny shirt and put him in there and just had him like you know hey hey buddy go stick some pens in your hat pace the sideline spit you know move your mic every like three seconds spit and look like you're thinking about something that's all you got to do that basically that basically sums yeah. him up yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, they were, they really don't have a good, very good run defense, but, um, and, you know, Miles Sanders was out, so I was, I was thinking they were going to be pass happy, but um, thank goodness they weren't. Um, but yeah, you yep. know, penalties, you know, two penalties, we still lead the league in penalties, um, but. Which is, which is uncanny considering they only had two penalties this past week and they still lead the league. Right, right. It's barely like the other teams are getting closer, but um, their opponents, and this is actually a pretty good number, uh, their opponents lead the league in penalty yards against. Huh. And they, yeah, they, well, uh, yeah, five hundred forty-six yards. That's a, that's fascinating. I did not know that. Yes, I'd like to bring those interesting stats information. To your attention, John. Oh, thank you. And the world. Uh, and related to penalties, I think uh, you and I both owe uh, the Philadelphia Eagles coaching staff 
an apology or, or at least I had my eyes open because evidently they do have a drill that just cleans up penalties. Oh, they do? Well, I guess because they said like, you know, every presser, it's like, yeah, we got to clean that up. They cleaned it up. Two penalties. <laughs> so I, it, I keep running that drill, is, whatever that is. Right. The clean up the penalty drill. Um, the frequent off- offenders for penalties are Lane Johnson, Jordan Mylana, and Isaac Samalu. That's all offensive. That's interesting. Yeah, those yeah. are the top three guys. Four penalties each. Uh, I'll give Mylana a bit of a pass because, I mean, he didn't see a football up until about like four years ago. Yeah, that is true. But I'd be curious to see, actually, in all seriousness, now that Lane is back from his uh, stint away, you know, with, you know, in a better headspace, if he actually performs better uh, from that regard. I could definitely right. see, like, if you're kind of, you know, scrambled eggs, you know, dealing with a lot of stuff. I mean, that is certainly something that could affect you on the field for sure. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Um, good to see him back. Too, yeah. And I think he has a good game. Yeah. We also had only one punt. Got to love those one punt games. So that was yep. good. Yeah, um, by the uh, the punter whose last name I can't uh, pronounce, still had a decent punt. It was a good punt. Sippy, we're going to yep. call him Sippy. Yeah. Um, we had a Gardner Minshew sighting in the fourth quarter. Anytime your backup quarterback plays the whole fourth quarter, it's a pretty good sign. Well, and that's kind of one thing I was going to bring up too. Is like the entire starting lineup for both sides of the ball basically sat out the fourth quarter. Which basically that means they sat out about one point eight percent of the entire season uh, by just sitting out that fourth quarter. Which you know, football is a game of attrition, <laughs> and if you can get an edge that way, that's certainly an edge. Yeah, yeah. To that point, also, you know, Jordan Howard uh, came in fresh legs and had a great game. So um, I yep. think there's definitely something to that, John. I think you're onto something uh, there. I, I, yep, yep. Um, John. I have a question for you. Who had the most carries for the Eagles? This is a trick question. Uh, oh, uh, it was a three-way tie. You are incorrect. Kenny Gainwell. Really? 13, 13 rushes. And isn't that a great name for a running back, Gainwell? Yeah. that's. Uh, I don't know why they gave him the nickname Kenny G, because, yeah, they're truncating the best part about his name. Right. I mean, enough with, like, the flute playing, you know, kind of – you know, cutesy little nicknames. Just call him Gainwell. The, I'm with you. That's a great. Just call him G, the G man. Yeah, yeah, the G man. Um, uh, some other observations I had was golf was sacked five times. He's not very good in the pocket. Um, whereas Hertz no, was no. awesome in the pocket. He's like deceptively yeah. agile in the pocket. Yeah. So yeah, he's got, he's got good he's got good footwork. Does that mean since they had so many sacks that I got to go out and get two chickens and name them uh, Derek and Josh? Uh, we all know how that ended yeah. last time. Yeah. Okay. So, um, maybe not. Um, Just a thought. TJ Edwards had thirteen tackles, which is huge. I, I like him. He's actually a good player. Yeah, he, he was uh, he was playing as they say in the in the football world downhill, which means you know he had a pretty good head of steam and cat, you know getting guys behind the line of scrimmage, you know you know stuff in the run, all that Jimmy Jazz. But again, it's the Lions. But keep going, sorry. <laughs> he was, as they like to say, he's a very physical guy. Well, you know, mm. if you're a linebacker, you kind of have to be. Yeah. Um, 
But um, yes, yeah, so he had 13 tackles, which led to this week, and maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, uh, Steve Nelson, goodbye. No longer with the team. Got cut. And oh, just, really? Yes. And just to clarify, Steve Nelson is no relation to Matt Nelson, number 67 of the Lions, or Matt Nelson of South Carolina. Or, yes, or the, the brother of the, of the executive producer of this show, also known as yes. the you know, brother of the EP. Um, what was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, uh, yeah, the one, thing, the one other thing I was going to bring up was the, the whole, I, and this is where it's like, you know, Dan Campbell was imitating the Eagles. And that what second quarter when they went for, when they tried to go for the touchdown or, or go go for it on fourth rather than kicking the field goal, I mean that is like that is textbook, like this is what not to do. And your team just like collapses going into halftime, and they just come out just flat, and um, and then they're just put in a worse position where they had to right. go for it again on fourth down in the third quarter and just failed. If they would have just taken the uh, taken the field goal. Gone in, you know, gone into halftime with a little bit of confidence. I it would have been a different game, in my opinion, because it would only been seventeen to three. So a two possession game, you know, golf's not awful. Um, hey, there's there's a reason why the Lions yeah, are zero no, and eight, right? Um, also, I thought it was interesting. I really think that they should count uh, Elliot. He had three field goals, but he actually kicked four field goals because they took one off the board. So is he three for three or four for three? Uh, I think he should be four for three for sure. I'm with you on that one. I think we should call Canton right now and get them on a horn and say, <laughs> you know what? We, he has exactly. a new, yeah, there's a new way to track field goals. Because they kicked the field goal. There was a penalty. They took the points off the board. Uh, we, yeah, we should probably explain plays. that to people what happened or else we'd be like, what the hell are you yeah. guys talking about? Right. Right. There was uh, Elliot went in, kicked a field goal. It was good. There was, uh, I think, offsides. Uh, so he got a fresh set of downs. He got a first down, fresh set of downs. And then three plays later, you know, on fourth down, uh, they sent Elliot back in. <laughs> Which is, yep. it's never good to um, take points off the board, you know. But, um, hey, we were playing the lines. So, yep. Um, but, yeah. So you know me, I like to take uh, you know take a look at special teams. We have good special teams. One punt, four for three on field goals. That's good. Yeah. Um, I think that's kind of all I have on the uh, on actually game notes. Uh, anything else? We just turn into kind of just one of those weekend shows where they just respew the same crap over and over again. I don't want to do that. Yes, please. Let's not do that. Um, Oh, one side note kind of related to this. Um, so I talked about this before in the past about in previous shows where when the Eagles lose, I swear to God, like a half hour later after the game's over, I get a coupon by from NFL.com in my inbox for 30% off because the NFL or the, you know, the, the people who run the shop at the NFL feel bad for me and want to give me 30% off to buy more Eagle stuff. This time, <laughs> they gave me only 25% off. After a win. So I'd be curious to see during the next win if I get 25% off again. I, yeah, I'm not on their mail list or I've tagged them as spam, so I don't get that. But uh, yeah. No, no. Um, 
On to announcers for the game. Oh, wait, we forgot one. Who gets credit for the win? Our weekly percentage breakdown of who gets credit. Oh, yes. I would say uh, I'll give Nick Sirianni 50%. Uh, you know, I think he finally realized, okay, maybe we should run the ball after who knows how long. Um, Jordan Howard, great game. I'll give him 10%. Uh, yep. Swoop, 10%. And uh, the remaining 30%, T.J. Edwards. Oh, wow, wow. T.J. Edwards getting uh, big. Stepped up. Yeah. Uh, I will see your 50 and say 50 for Nick. Good job, Nick. Um, I'm going to give that 30% you gave to T.J. Edwards. I'm going to give that to the entire offensive line. Because I went back, and as they say in, like, the football biz, I watched some film, even though – I did not watch film. I did not take some footage down to like, you know, our local Kodak store and have it developed and wait a week and bring it back and get a movie scope and go reel to reel. But we're in the weeds now, but I I watched some videos online and they did, they legitimately just blasted people, you know, off the line. So, uh, shout out to them. That's, that's amazing. I'll give a 10% to, uh, Mr. Howard, especially, I mean, you know, coming off a practice squad and just coming in there and just, um, tearing shit up, and then the last ten percent I'm going to give to uh, Gritty, the um, uh, the mascot for the uh, uh, for the for the Flyers, because it's been a while since we've mentioned mentioned him, and I think he just needs some uh, some love right now. Yes, no, I'm with you on that, Gritty's yeah. that great guy. I have some other notes here that I actually just came across. Oh, so I think this will be the unload the bucket segment for game review, Lions game <laughs> review. Yes. Yes, unload the bucket, unload the bucket. Unload the bucket. Um, So at one point, there was a penalty, and I think it was half the distance to the goal line, and the referee said they're going to put the ball at the three-quarter yard line. Now, is there really... I didn't know there was a yard line. Is there a three-quarter yard line? I didn't didn't think so. I'd have to... Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to look. I don't think so. I don't know. when Jalen Rager, you know, you don't ever like to rejoice when somebody gets hurt. But when Jalen Rager got hurt, I had a little, you know, happiness. I, I, yeah, I still don't understand why Quez doesn't get more more uh, plays. I think he, yeah, I think Jalen, yeah, uh, on for some odd reason, just eats up some of his playing time, which I think costs costs the Eagles. I think, I, I think when Jalen's not playing, um, Nick gets a call in his ear from Howie. Yeah, I think you, yeah. yeah. Um, and then Josh Sweat had two sacks in the first game, in the first uh, quarter. So, yeah, I thought he was on pace at that point for eight in the game. If you prorate, Josh, if you're if you're listening, I will not name a chicken after you for what it's worth. Um, <laughs> and that's all I got for my bucket for uh, the, the game. The only thing left in my bucket is uh, this was the first game that Tony Corrente, the referee, refed for uh, with the Eagles in four years. The last time. Uh, he refed an Eagles game. He um, he made a few calls that were suspect and arguably cost us the game. And it's I don't think it's any coincidence that he was kept off an Eagles game for four years. I don't think you see that too often. But it was you know he was low impact. Nothing really happened. He kind of kept his you know flag in his pants. So that was good. <laughs> it's always good when they keep their flag. Yeah, keep in their your pants. flag in your pants. Um. All right, so on to announcers. Oh, I did have one question. Uh, Dad actually yes. you know, watched the, the game after it was done, and he kind of 
Did, did he yell at the TV much this week? How was uh, Dad's reaction to the game? Uh, he was rather subtle. He just come back from, you know, being gone for three days. So I think he's nice and relaxed. The Eagles, you know, oh, took the lead. Gosh. No yelling or throwing things or disgustedness huh. on his part. So he was, he was calm. How many classes of, of Pino did he have prior to the game? Uh, I don't think any. Oh, I think oh, he okay. literally came in and um, sat down and started watching the game. So, uh, uneventful. Yeah. All right, uh, let's uh, if you're, let's move on to uh, announcers. You know how the announcers did. Um, I did actually have the uh, the broadcast this week. Or no, sorry, uh, sorry, second oh. Raiders. I actually had to listen to 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 Mike and Merrill. So uh, you probably got the full broadcast, I assume, Rick. Yes, I did. I had uh, it was Kenny Albert, Kenny Albert, who uh, before the game was zero and seven. Um, broadcasting Eagles games and Jonathan Vilma. Uh, he's the same guys we had last week. But then the sideline reporter, this is, no, this is the telltale sign that you're, it's a complete loser game, was someone by the name of Megan Alibi. And she is. I don't know who that is. <laughs> she is usually a UFC reporter. <laughs> Oh, well, so basically they're trying to promo uh, their other properties. Uh, I don't think that. I think it was more like bottom of, we were bottom of the barrel. Oh, right? got it. So okay. They just kind of threw her in there for, you know. That's that's who you get when you uh, an 0-7 team is playing a 2-5. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so. I'll have you know that Kenny Albert is not related to Marv Albert in any way. No? Nope. Uh, I looked it up. Actually... I wish Rolf, uh, our, uh, our uh, research assistant, would have uh, – yeah, Rolf, by the way, you got demoted. You're no longer the director of research. You're now just a research assistant. Um, yeah, he's uh, – according to uh, the folks at Wikipedia, um, who I trust implicitly, um, yeah, he's not related to uh, Marv Allen. Well, I'm, I'm looking at this uh, at Wikipedia. It says, Kenneth – Gary Albert is an American sportscaster, the son of legendary NBA sportscaster Marv Albert. What? Yes. And the nephew of sportscasters Al Albert and Steve Albert. Oh, it is. Oh, my God. I looked. All right. That's bullshit. I looked at relatives. I didn't look at parents. Well, it, John. No, just okay. So out. breaking news, everyone. I was wrong. All right. Back to our regular scheduled programming. All right. Glad we got that clear. Yep. Okay. So. Kenny Albert is the son of Marv Albert. Okay. Correct. Yes. I have, you know, and this will, uh, I actually had the privilege of working with Marv years ago uh, on NBA. So that was fun. He's a nice guy. He's a good guy. Yeah. 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 He's, he's pretty, he's gotta be pretty old. Yeah. I think he's well, I mean, Kenny's what uh, he's up there. Yeah. 53. So 53. Marv's probably looking at, you know, pushing 80. So, Anyway, this is not the uh, he this is, is not the, uh, the, is. the Albert family podcast. He is eighty years old. That's a good one, John. Right there, right there you on, go. Right on the news. First so, three forty-five park. Now eighty years old. I'm 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 firing on all cylinders. John's, John's yep. completely insignificant. Fast. John's yep. on top of it. Uh, should we move on to the Wentz tracker? Yes, sir. Good old Carson Wentz, baby. Good job, Carson. Uh, you threw way to play all four quarters. <laughs> yeah, you threw two interceptions. It mattered most. Good job, buddy. Nothing, 
Yeah, nothing like throwing a left-handed interception in your own end zone. <laughs> yep. And then in overtime, throwing into triple coverage and thinking that uh, someone won't uh, intercept that. Yeah. Yes. He, is, and, he and, is the gift that keeps on giving at this point. Oh, jeez. It's so great to have him on another team to laugh at him. Um, so, um, But, yeah, as far as the tracker uh, goes, I did see an article. I didn't read all of it, but, you know, the Colts are kind of at a crossroads. Like, should they bench the $128 million quarterback or? Uh, don't. See, this is, this is the, now we're in that territory. we got to start cheering for him. Yeah. I mean, um, we're, yeah, we, we, you can't afford to get him benched because I will, I will be more than happy to take a, a pick first round 15th as opposed to kicking that, you know, them benching him. And he doesn't reach that 75% threshold of, of, of plays played and the, and the pick gets bounced to basically, right. you know, 45th. I yeah I have another uh, way of looking at this. He's played eight games. He's basically played every snap. So if we go about by quarters, there's 17 games, four quarters a game, uh, 68 quarters. So he's already played uh, what 32 quarters, and he needs to play 51 in essence, rough numbers. So he only needs to play 19 more quarters uh, out of the final nine games, if my math is correct there. So. Yeah, I think I think that 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 matches up with me. I basically kind of came to the conclusion uh, a few episodes ago. You can go back and listen to that previous episode uh, that he needs to basically play the entire game up to week thirteen. Yeah, uh, the good thing is he's got. They have the Jets and the Jaguars at home the next two weeks. Yeah, so he should right. he should bounce back nicely. Yeah, so he should win those two games, which will get him up another uh, eight. Uh, so yeah, so we're getting close. We're getting close. Yeah. It's looking positive, so, I think. So Eagles fans, if you're out there, you might just want to, you know, root for Carson this week. Go Carson. Yeah. Thursday yeah. night. Yeah. We can't get him benched. That, that's, that's not good. Although I think he's done, he's done pretty well in the past on quick turnarounds. Um, Thursday night football, the Colts versus the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> the lackluster bowl. Um, yeah, I would say I'll be watching like the second half of the fourth quarter, and that's about it. Right, right. Um, and then also Miami lost again. So, yeah, so that gets us into all right. The, as it stands now, if the season were to end today, as they say in, in the world of sports, the Eagles would have the third pick, uh, the eighth pick, and the ninth pick. And we are definitely in the season where everyone's starting to release their uh, their mock drafts for 2022. So you're starting to see like who everyone thinks the Eagles should go after. And you know, a lot of people are saying quarterback, which I think is interesting. If everything holds the way it is right now, if you look at the first ten picks of the draft, um, I think it's first eleven picks. Yeah, first 11 picks. The Giants have two, the Eagles have three, and the Redskins have one. <laughs> it's basically... So the, basically like 80% of the draft picks are from the NFC like, East. It's just the NFC East draft. <laughs> Which is like an inverse you know, inverse relationship to like the quality of the football that's being played in the it, uh, NFC East. Exactly. Yeah. It, Exactly. When the Eagles are three and five and in second place all by themselves <laughs> in yeah. the NFC East, that tells you something. So. 
Yeah. So, John, from now on, if you can refer to them as the second-placed Eagles, uh, I would appreciate that. Sure. That's. Let me write that down. Second-place Eagles. All, right. all by themselves, not even tied. Wait, you want that too? I got to say second-place Eagles <laughs> all by themselves, not even tied? Every time you say uh, Eagles. Jeez. Uh, right. I, I won't be saying that anymore. Okay. On to the Chargers? Uh, let's, yeah, let's get on to the Chargers. Uh, big game this weekend. Uh, one and a half. Their uh, Chargers are one and a half point favorites. Uh, the game's in Philadelphia. Four oh five kick. Um, and this is kind of like more of the same from last week. The Chargers are thirty second in the league in rush defense. Um. So, John, yeah. what should Nick Sirianni do? What should he do or what will he do? <laughs> well, let's start with what should he do and then go to what will he do. Uh, run the damn ball. I what think will that's... he do? And, you know, I'm, I'm saying, uh, oh, um, you know what? Here's, here's what I'm hoping for. Just give me 50-50. If you hit 50-50, you know, I'm happy with that. Just show me good game management. That's all I'm asking for. Right. Um. I was also looking, you know, the uh, Chargers came east and played the Ravens, lost the Ravens, kind of similar quarterbacks, right? Um, a running quarterback, Lamar Jackson, but, you know, not a one-to-one um, comparison, but close. Um, and Sunday it's going to be 58 degrees high, and the game's at 405. So it's going to get cold for those uh, guys from New York. It's going down to 38 Sunday night, so... Yeah, but you know that's to me. If you're to, if you're to say, hey, this is where's this weather from? If you say, you know, 58 degrees going down in the 30s, partly sunny. I was like, oh, that kind of sounds like Oregon right now. <laughs> I wonder if there's I'm any. Also, I wonder if any good quarterbacks have come out of Oregon lately. Yeah, you are correct. Yeah, you are correct. Um, I will say also, it's a four o'clock game at the link, and we all know what that means: an extra three hours of drinking for the Eagles fans. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> uh, the, the the Walmart down the street from uh, the link is going to be out of batteries. Right. <laughs> terrible. That's terrible. But yes, yeah, so, uh, back to the Chargers. We got uh, we have a habit yeah. of go, you know digressing. Um, yeah. So okay. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Run the damn ball, or give me a bounce. Don't don't turn this into a you know a, you know a pass happy offense. For the love of God, don't fall in love with the pass, Nick. Please, please, please. Right. Please. Right. Opponents, uh, their defense, opponents, third down conversion, 44.7. That's 28th in the league. Opponents rush per play, 32nd in the league. Rushes per game, 32nd in the league. Yards per game, 32nd in the league. Opponents pass play percentage, 51%, number three in the league. So if we pass the ball, I might just drive down the link myself and have a word with Mr. Sirianni. Yeah, no, I, I, I'll pay for the gas. Good. Good. Gas is... I'm in, I'm, I'm in on that. Gas is expensive these days, so that's a pretty big commitment. Yeah. Oh, tell me about it out here in Napa. Yeah. Um, one little uh, tidbit I, I pulled up, speaking of uh, the Chargers, is, so, obviously they're an offensive team, uh, pass-happy, because they're ranked 7th in the league in, in passing, passing yards per game. And at first I was like, yep. oh, shit. How are the Eagles going to handle this? 
Then I kind of like looked up the chart and I noticed, oh, of those other six teams, the Eagles have already played four of them. The Bucks, the Raiders, uh, that other team down in Texas that's not in Houston, and uh, KC. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I had, a, you know, there's a little bit of hope. But, you know, the moment I let hope step in the door is when the, you know, I get crushed. So I'm kind of, you know, uh, I'm a little hesitant. Well, well, here's a little nugget. You know how I like little nuggets of information, John? Yeah, uh, you're a nugget factory. Uh, yes, I am. Do you know where the Los Angeles Chargers offensive coordinator is coaching this year? I do not. He is coaching the with the Eagles, Shane Steichen. Oh, Steichen. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So um, if anybody knows their quarterback, it's got to be him, right? Yeah. So, so here's, here, I, I will see your Steichen, and I will raise you. Here's the one hope that the Eagles have if they want to win this game. Not that I'm all for bounties and knocking players out, but – and I like Justin Herbert. But, he's a really good quarterback. I think he, he's he's fantastic. He's prototype. He's he's Joe Montana two point to me. Um, you knock him out. You know who's right behind him? I do not know who. Your Carson Wentz. Your third favorite quarterback of all time. Oh 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 oh. Uh, Nate Sudfeld. No, you're close. You're close. Come on. He's the original quarterback factory guy. Uh, Chase Daniel. Chase Daniel. Yeah, there's a name from the past. I did not know he was still in the league. Blown away. Yeah. He's he's really not still in the league. He's just collecting a check. I, here's the other funny part too. The third stringer, just for I, I had no idea who it's Easton Stick. First off, amazing name, Ooh. Easton Stick. <laughs> like, and he went. Where'd he go? North Dakota State. Oh wow. Yeah, I had no idea. I had no yeah. idea. Um, yeah. So yeah, it should be you know an interesting game. It's not they have lost the the Chargers have lost two in a row. Um, so you know they're and they lost last week to the Patriots, which the Patriots are not the old, they are not your father's Patriots, John. No, no, they are they are not Dad's Patriots. <laughs> um, so it should be it should be a good game, right? So. Yeah. No, I think, you know, it's in the whole, like, you know, traveling east and, you know, how that affects a team. Uh, I, I think it's real, you know. So I think there's something there. Any little bit helps, especially in, in the world of the NFL when just there's a very fine line between the best and the worst in the league. So, Right, right. And I think that, you know, I kind of touched on this before, but traveling east, they traveled east, played Baltimore, lost. Now they're traveling east, playing the Eagles. And... Hopefully we get the same result, but we'll see. Yeah. Yep. So, all right. Anything else with uh, our friendly neighborhood Chargers, or should we move on to around the NFL? Because we got a lot to cover in the around the NFL. Yes, around the. Let's go. Let's hit it. <laughs> around the NFL trade line edition. Uh, this segment is brought to you by uh, nobody. Oh, no sponsor this week. Okay. Where, where would you like to start, there, Rick? Uh, let's see. Um, which one we'll call it? Uh, Green Bay quarterback is out with COVID. 
How about that? So I saw that, um, and you know, I've, I've, I, I don't know, like, how do you deal with that? And then I also saw that they're launching a, a investigation on how uh, the Packers uh, are doing COVID tests. Like, I guess that's an implication that they're kind of cheating. <laughs> how exactly do you cheat? Uh, uh, I know, did you ever see the movie uh oh, darn what was that movie uh, years ago about college football and they were they basically the, the guys would like pay someone else to like piss in the urinal or piss in the tubes oh it's kind of kind of like that uh uh dallas cowboys player this year oh tried yes to yeah, bribe yeah. The, <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> bribe the tester i know didn't he do that like multiple times he did yeah he did I mean, the real question, uh, you know, I hope uh, Aaron, you know, gets healthy and he's back on the field next week. The real question is, and I'm sure this is what America's asking, especially after the election, is Shailene Woodley okay? Does she have COVID? How's she feeling? What's her temperature? That's the real question that America needs answered right now. Is that his latest, yeah, his latest uh, squeeze? Yeah. I think they're married, actually. Are they married? I don't know. I can't keep up that shit. I I canceled my People Magazine subscription. So you did. You uh, didn't go for the online yeah. edition, huh? No, no. Um, yeah, it's still. Uh, um, so Von Miller traded from Denver to LA. That's great. We don't play LA. We play Denver in a couple weeks. So uh, Denver yeah. it seems like they started to punch on the season. So good to see that. Um. Uh, you know, kind of what we're talking about earlier, Houston and Miami play. So that's like battle for the, basically the first pick of the draft or battle for the second or third pick of the draft. Um, but that's really the Eagles pick. Hopefully promise. Hope, hopefully maybe. Um, and then good old Zach Ertz plays in San Francisco, kind of a homecoming for Zach Ertz. Oh yeah, that's right. He, uh, it's a, yeah, your alma mater, Monta Vista in Danville, California. In Danville, California, and Stanford, just down the road. Actually, yep. Right around the bottom of the bay. So this actually, this is a good opportunity to go back to a joke that originally fell flat in a couple episodes ago because uh, I was driving through the hills of Napa and I was going in and out. So I made the this was yeah, this is a joke. So basically, Zach Ertz went to your high school, Monta Vista, went to our other brothers. College, yes, Stanford University. I made the bold yes. prediction then. Zach Ertz needs to go get a graduate degree at Boston University to complete the the triumvirate of the three brothers. Yes, yes. No, that would because uh, go, going yeah going back to high school would be really weird uh, if he went to De La Salle. Uh, that would be strange, and people would look at him. He do he probably played pretty well on the football team, but uh, yeah, I think a graduate degree at uh, at Boston University is in line yeah. for, for Zach. Kind of yeah. His wife Julie uh, went to Santa Clara University, and I actually went to a basketball camp there, so we got that covered, John. Who actually no longer has a football? Well, they haven't had a football team in a while. They got rid of their football team. There, there, <laughs> there was a guy at Arizona who transferred to Santa Clara to play football, and he got there. Oh, jeez. And um, they canceled the program. <laughs> That's amazing because Brent Jones, a great tight end for the 49ers in the 90s, came from Santa Clara. So I, don't, yeah, yeah, I'm, 
I guess it was just a money call, I guess. I don't know. Right. Right. Um, let's see. Uh, another round of league. Uh, Travis, Travis Fulgham. Remember Travis Fulgham? Yes. He was, this time last year, he was, he was the cat's meow, the pick of the litter, the cream of the crop, whatever cliche you want to use as far as, you know, the, the wide receiver du jour for the Eagles. He is firmly still in place on the practice squad of your Miami Dolphins. Yeah, you know, I, I just wonder sometimes, these guys who have flashes of brilliance that I wonder if they just go someplace else and they just can't pick up the... The offense? Uh, I, yeah, I don't... The yeah. playbook or the, you know, I, I just don't, I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah, I, I, I just, I don't... It's one of those things where it's like, how do you go from a, a four-game span, and they were playing decent teams at the time, and you know, racking up a hundred yards a game, to just you just fell off the old radar, the good playing radar. Yeah, yeah, I don't get that. Yeah. Um, and to be, I mean, you got to be pretty bad in order to be on the practice squad of the Dolphins. Yep. Right. I mean, a team that's one and seven. Um, so, I mean, and they have Mac Hollins, a former Eagle, as a receiver. Oh yeah, that's right. They've got Matt Collins there. He's uh, um, in front of uh, Brandon Fulgham. So sometimes it just doesn't, I don't know. Doesn't yeah. make- I, um, I will give Nelson Aguilar credit, a former Eagles wide receiver. He has been terif- terrifically um, average his entire career. Everywhere <laughs> he goes, he's good for like, you know, 40 catches and 550, you know, 600 yards a year and like four touchdowns. Right. Um, on that also, uh, Razul Douglas, huge yes. play. Yeah, yeah. As soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, man. But, you know, you got to let him go sometimes. Just to, Yes. You know. Made an interception in, the, in less than a minute left in the Green Bay Cardinals game. Yes, thank you. Yes. Yes. So um, that was good. That was good. Uh, what else around the NFL, John? Uh, uh, let's see, we what we else talked else? a little bit about trade deadline, but really it was kind of quiet. Yeah, no, it was very quiet. I was actually very disappointed. Um, there were rumors that Fletcher Cox was going to get traded. And, um, you know, the, the usual banter, but nothing happened. The, the Eagles did trade for uh, yeah. a cornerback I've never heard before. That's a cornerback, everybody. I know I know the Eagles are a quarterback factory, but not a cornerback factory. Um, so, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, they did. They got rid of one of their six round picks, so now they only have eleven picks in the draft. So, um, speaking of uh, uh, picking, so I was watching the the KC game uh, this past week, which was against your. Uh, they they were playing. Who's Kansas City playing this week? I forget who it was. It's Monday Night Football. Yeah, it was the Monday Night Football game. And I couldn't help but notice they cut back and forth to Andy Reid all the time. His play card looks very much like a Denny's menu. (laughs) (laughs) And I I thought to myself, is he just looking at, like, pictures of burgers and moons over my hammy? And like the whole time, and someone else is just feeding him plays. It's entirely possible. Yeah, I, possible. at this point, he's at that age where it's like, 
yeah, it's just kind of out there. Like they're just kind of, kind of like, you know, how they want to like just feed the ump, like, you know, strikes and balls, you know, down the road. I'm kind I kind of think, you know, someone else is doing that. Like maybe is B enemy still there. I think he's like an assistant coach. Yeah. He's, 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 yep. feeding, you know, they're like, you know, old man, old large man, go out there with your Denny's menu and, you know, we'll feed you the plays and you can call the plays to Patrick. Exactly. And you, and Andy Reid, you could just stare at the Grand Slam breakfast. Yeah. Game long. yeah. <laughs> we'll get you two orders of bacon, buddy. It's, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. That's entirely possible, John. It's entirely possible. Um, the other note I had as far as around the NFL, I watched a, a press conference with Joe Judge after they lost. And it was, that's who they played. They played Kansas City. Duh. How, how am I doing? They played yeah, the yeah, Giants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Giants, Giants played Kansas City. And so during the press conference, Joe Judge had the audacity, the balls, to bl- basically blame the headsets. Like, oh, bl- their headsets haven't been working for the past, you know, a uh, couple of weeks. And they've called the NFL. And he follows that up with, I don't want to make it about headsets but I'm putting it out there. It's like, dude, as soon as you say that you're making it about headsets, <laughs> there's no qualms about it. Your right. team's dog shit right now. And you come up with the line like, Oh yeah, our headsets haven't worked for the past couple of weeks. And we've called the NFL and it's, it's really a problem. That reminds me of the old rich Cotite. I couldn't call the play because water got on my call. Sheet <laughs> and... <laughs> Welcome to Philly, buddy. <laughs> Welcome to Philly. Yeah. Um, that I heard a funny story about that. He's the guy that took over for Buddy Ryan. And so the owner fired Buddy Ryan and called Cotite up to his office. And Cotite walked in there thinking he was going to get fired also. And the owner was like, you're now the head coach. <laughs> <laughs> the great part is Cotite probably had the same reaction as the entire like Eagles fan nation. Yeah. Huh? What? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> That's like when uh, when the the Niners hired uh, who was it Jim Tom Sula or whatever that guy's name was for like a season, right? That that right. dude talk about place. I mean, I legitimately felt bad for that guy. I mean, he just looked completely in over his head. And I think I yeah, think there's, no, a, I there's a lot of Niners fans who would agree with me too. That that kind of reminds me. I talk about guys in over their head. It kind of reminds me when the Eagles hired Nick Sirianni. Oh, I'm sorry. It, oh, whoops. Whoops. All right, uh, maybe I'll I'll wait until next year. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> All right, unrelated topic of the week. We got to move on here. Oh, well, actually, I had a, I had, I inserted one little thing into the, uh, into the, um, the, the rundown before I sent it to you. I had kind of a couple things we need to clean up from last week. Um, oh, clean yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, new, new subjects or sorry, new segment. So I'm a segment factory. Um, last week, I got to formally apologize to all the listening audience. I used the word conundrum like four times. Sorry about that. Uh, Rick, you did claim the Eagles were going to score more than 30 versus the Lions. Good on you. Yes. Um, you can, I uh, did... you can, follow, you can uh, buy my picks at 1-800-RICKS-PICKS. Just leave your name. Oh, the number oh. will call you back and charge uh, 99 <laughs> uh, to Kids, your... kids don't, don't dial that line because I don't know what's on the other end of it. I'll be honest. If you have a gaming problem, please call. <laughs> 1-800-GAMBLER. Exactly. It's probably just like one guy in a booth somewhere just never gets calls. Um, yeah. I did a, a go to Ikea.com this week. Ikea does have lazy boy chairs. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so if you're wondering where that came from, you can check last week's podcast. Uh, let's see. 
Yeah, this is actually a pretty good segment. Like, we explain little pieces of our jokes from previous podcasts, so you have to go back and yeah, you listen. Yeah, have to podcast. go back, yeah. Um, and last week we made the, uh, the mistake that we went back and forth. In one part, I was a segment factory. In another part, I was a topic factory. So I think from here on out, I am strictly a segment factory. Um, and also, too, I made the claim I was going to finish my box of Fruity Pebbles in a day and a half. I did not. It took me about four days. Oh, uh, and Raph never got back to me if oatmeal is a cereal. I am still on the record as saying oatmeal is not a cereal. You know, I I thought about that. It is in the I love area that you thought about of, it, by the way. Thank you. Yes. It's in the area, it's in the aisle of breakfast bars. Um, but I don't think it's in the area of cereal. I'll have to double check that next time it goes. Right. I'll go check the uh the Rayleigh's here in the Target and see Import, uh, important stuff we're covering here. Yeah. All right, on to, uh, on to unrelated topic of the week. This week, it's brought to you by... Uh, oh, no, no sponsor this week. Um, let's see. It's brought to you by Safeway? Actually, uh, yes. <laughs> well, it's, it's courtesy of Safeway because they didn't actually pay us to say this, but it does involve Safeway. So uh, as okay. some of you know out there in, in podcast land, uh, we do have an infant uh, living in, amongst us. Um, and we noticed that, uh, we were running low on formula and went to the store. They were out, went to another store. They were out, went to another store. They were out called Similac nationwide shortage of formula. Holy shit. What are we going to do? So we're running around, you know, and finally we caved and like, all right, let's just, we'll go to the Safeway. Safeway is a little further away. And you know, Safeway is not what it used to be. It's now kind of, you know, it, it's kind of lapsed a little in its quality. So we're, you know. It's, it's, it's not as safe as it uh, It's not in a safe neighborhood as it used to be. And so uh, my wife, you know, went there and lo and behold, you know, went to the, I went to the, went to the aisle that had, you know, uh, baby food formula. It wasn't there. So she went up front. Lo and behold, the formula is up front next to the cigarettes. And I thought to myself, that is some tremendous irony that they put the formula and the cigarettes right next to each other up front. And which tells me that people are stealing formula and cigarettes. Is that a thing? Well, no, 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 no. You're looking at it the wrong way, John. Okay. It, yeah. Please correct me. Uh, yeah, while, while the um, uh, mother is pregnant, she cannot smoke. Right, and while she's bearing a child, she cannot smoke. Yeah. So once she gives birth, then she goes to get formula, and she can finally smoke. Oh, oh, good point. Yeah, right. I wonder if that's a strategy move by Altria. Hey, we'll put our cigarettes next to formula so it looks healthy. <laughs> well, I don't think it's that. I think it's uh, it's also kind of why sometimes in college towns you walk in and right by the beer fridge are red solo cups and ping pong balls. Oh, I see. I see. Well, then why don't they put the milk next to the cereal? Well, the milk has to be refrigerated, John. Oh, good point. <laughs> good point. That's probably a good idea. All right. Uh, and just for the record, my wife does not smoke. No. It was just a weird um, coincidence we noticed. Yes. 
Yes, it is. But but long story short, a very long story short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That'll be the feedback from the EP is to tighten that tighten that story up a little. I can well, hear to make it a now. long story short, you did end up getting formula, or you have formula yes. in route. Yep, yep. Uh, family kicked in and they started going around to to stores around their neighborhood, and we have a formula uh, that will arrive in four days, three days, four days. Um, I will tell you uh, that whenever you talk about cigarettes, it's uh, cigarette. There, I lived in Virginia for a while, and there used to be this whole arbitrage thing between Virginia and New York. In New York, a pack of cigarettes is twelve eighty five, yeah. including four seventy five in taxes. Yep. In Virginia, the price is five twenty five with a thirty cents tax. So you could literally. It's seven dollars, what like seven dollars and twenty cents, seven dollars and thirty cents cheaper in Virginia, and people would come down to Virginia, load up their vans, and take them back to New York and sell them in New York. Yeah, I, so, I could keep going on that and get into the cost of gas, but I don't want to, uh, you know, belabor this anymore. I can, I, I can, I can hear our EP just yelling at us to just move on to the next segment. Yes. Okay. Which the next segment is fan mail. Man fail. Fan mail? Yes. We have a Twitter handle. Yes, we do have a Twitter handle. It is at 19096 podcast. So if you need your daily dose of snark, sarcasm, and brilliance, you now have a uh, Twitter account you can follow for all of that. Uh, man fail, fan mail. Uh, we got three letters again this week. The first one comes from Ben from Brentwood asks You mentioned that you and your brother are Eagles fans, but it sounds like you have a third brother. Is he an Eagles fan too? Ben asks. And I think the answer to that question is no. Um, he's an occasional Stanford football fan when they've won more than four games, I think. But, you know, our, our other brother's not a big sports guy. <laughs> so I think we kind of sucked all that up in the, you know, as kids. Yes, I think, you know. He asked our mother to play football in sixth grade or something like that. And Is that right? Like, I, I, I did not know that. You did not know this? No. Um, I didn't know. And our mother said no because she was afraid that he was going to get hurt. And so Jim never played football. But then when I came along, she was like, Rick, do you want to play football in fourth grade? Here's a helmet. <laughs> Here's a helmet and shoulder pads. Go play. I was going to say, I have pictures of me when I was like four years old with an Eagles helmet on. Uh, yes. In fact, I recently came across my f- fourth, fifth, sixth grade helmet. Um, it's kind of shocking that I still have a head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like paper thin. Not paper thin. It's just like a big, like mushroom, you know, like very hard padding uh, inside. The yeah. Head. Yeah. So, anyhow, I digress. Uh, our next letter comes from Michelle from Greenville. She asks, I really like your podcast, guys. Keep it up. Curious. Do you guys have inspiration for your show? Um, and, I, you know, I thought about that, and I, I couldn't think of – I think the answer to that is no, really. I, I, don't, I don't know if we just kind of do our own thing and just kind of spout our nonsense. Um, yeah. John, I want to tell you something. You're my oh inspiration my for this podcast. I feel so warm inside. <laughs> Everything I do, I do it for you. Dave from Saskatchewan asks, your favorite cereal is Fruity Pebbles. What are you, a six-year-old child? 
Uh, and the answer to that question is, Dave, probably. Probably. <laughs> I certainly act like one sometimes. I'll give him that. Yes. But Fruity yes. Pebbles are good. Dave, if you haven't tried them, go get yourself a box. I'll send you a four ninety nine in the mail. Buy a box. You'll love them. So careful what you ask for. And just to let you know, the Fruity Pebbles are not located by the cigarettes in the formula. <laughs> no, they're not. No. Okay. Uh, just a friendly neighborhood reminder. We are on every week, Wednesday, 5 p.m. Uh, PT, 8 p.m. ET. Rick, what time is that in Nashville? It, well, first of all, it's... Uh, or eight, oh, five, sorry, five, five, I, I blew our own promo. <laughs> 5.30 Pacific, 8.30 eight Eastern. Eastern, or anytime on the app. On the oh, app. Yeah, that that's like uh, you, you can shop anytime at Gap on Gap.com. Um, right. Yeah. And what time is it? Um, what time do we uh, play in Nashville, Rick? Uh, Seven thirty or anytime on your call-in app. Oh, right, oh, there you go. Good job. Uh, call-in will appreciate yeah. that. Yes, exactly. Um, Eagles Life. What do you have for us this week, John? Um, Eagles Life. I got. Uh, let's see. Uh, you know, I think, uh, not much actually. I, I got nothing for us this week. I didn't, I didn't spend a lot of time uh, thinking about this one. Usually this comes to me as kind of like a memory pops into my head or, uh, yeah, I kind of already told the time that I was watching the Eagles game with, uh, one of my best friends, they were playing the Rams and the Eagles lost and I punched them in the, in the shoulder. Uh, but yeah, I, yeah. In the shoulder, just for the record. in the shoulder. <laughs> Um, but I, yeah, I, I, nothing came to me this week. And it's funny. I think that's usually what happens during yeah. weeks where the Eagles win is I just, you know, I don't stew on things as hard. How about you? Do you, do you, do you have anything that, uh, uh, no, I, the, the big question I have for you is, did you wear your Eagle starter jacket this week? Uh, I did not, but it's, it's sitting right next to me on my chair, uh, with great pride, <laughs> Um, you got you got it sitting there ready to go, right? Yeah. Well, you know, here in Napa, you know those those fires could happen anytime. So I mean, we we have our go bags ready, and that Eagles jacket will be in my go bag, right next to your birth certificates. Yeah, birth certificates and tax returns and Eagles jacket. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. No, I I do find on Sunday nights that I'm in a much better mood when the Eagles win than when they yep. lose. Yeah, at some point, it's probably worth, like, uh, my wife coming on for a quick segment to kind of describe, like, my disposition after a week, Eagles win or Eagles loss. And I'm sure she could probably, you know, tell some stories. Yeah, I, I, I will say um, I have given up on my alma mater's football team. The University of Arizona is has lost 20 games in a row. So, Wow. Well, hey, let's put it at least your alma mater has a football team. Boston University gave up on theirs about uh, 20 or so years ago. Yeah, but you guys have a hockey team. That's true. That's true. We do have a good, very good hockey team. Yes. Um, all right. Uh, I think we're kind of almost at the end. Any, uh, any final thoughts for, uh, for this week going into uh, the Chargers game? Uh, no, I'm optimistic after this past week. And plus, you know, that the, uh, the chargers are terrible against the run. So that gives me some optimism. Um, and, um, keeping my fingers crossed for yep. that four o'clock game and a lot of rowdy Eagles fans. Yep. I, I, uh, I feel the same way. I have a great, uh, sense of hope 
and optimism, which means uh, I think probably next week we will be giving out the credit for the loss. So yes, exactly. we'll see what happens. Um, I think that's it. Rick, you want to say goodbye? Goodbye, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, we'll see you guys later. Adios.